Welcome back to The Wise Man's Page, the podcast where we read Patrick Rothfuss's The Wise Man's Fear page by page. This is page 800. Nimbly. Both of them irritated me. They had no place speaking to me about my student. Bashet tied off the second braid. Then I thought to myself, whose opinion do I respect more? She looked at me, making it a question for me to answer. You respect your own opinion more, I said. Bashet smiled widely. You are exactly right. But Penthe is not entirely a fool either, and Carceret can be angry as a man when the mood is on her. She picked up a long piece of dark silk and wound it around her torso, over her shoulders and across her naked breasts, supporting and holding them close to her chest. Then she tucked the end of the cloth into itself, and it somehow remained tightly secured. I had seen her do this several times before, but how it actually worked was still a mystery to me. And what have you decided? I asked. She shrugged her blood-red shirt over her head. You are still a puzzle, she said. Gentle and troubling and clever and foolish. Her head emerged from the shirt and she gave me a serious look. But someone who breaks a puzzle, because they cannot solve it, has left the Lathani. I am no such one. I am glad, I said. I would not have enjoyed leaving Hart. Bashet raised an eyebrow at that. I dare say you would not. She gestured at the loot case that hung over my shoulder. Leave that here, or people will talk. Leave your bag, too. You can take them back to your room later. She looked at me speculatively. But bring the cloak. I will show you how to fight while wearing it. Such things can be useful, but only if you can avoid tripping over them. I went back to my training, almost as if nothing had happened. Bashet showed me how to avoid tripping over my own cloak. How it could be used to bind a weapon or disarm the unwary. She commented on it being very fine, strong, and durable, but never seemed to note anything unusual about it. Days passed. I continued to spar with Celine and eventually learned to protect my precious manhood from all forms of uncouth attack. Slowly, I grew skilled enough that we were nearly even in our bouts, trading victories back and forth. There were even a handful of conversations with Penthe at mealtimes, and I was glad to have one other person willing to occasionally smile in my direction. But I was no longer at ease in heart. I had come too close to disaster. And that's the page. I'm Nick. I'm Jordana. I'm Jeremy. I think we can all agree that bras are very mysterious and no one understands how they work. <laughs> True say it. So they're really not as complicated anymore as I imagine what Vachette's putting together. Well, this reminds me of uh, what the Romans used to do uh, for for that purpose. It's a similar kind of concept. It uh, it kind of reminds me of uh, there's like these dresses that you can wear like seven different ways, and they're they're like I think it's called like henka, yeah, and like you like wrap the tops of them in like different ways to make them look like different tops. And it's mm. like, that's what this kind of reminds me of. 
Maybe she has a five-way bra. <laughs> this is a joke that only only I think is funny, isn't it? <laughs> well, you know, we, we, we come from a different life experience than you. Fair, reasonable. Is this a reasonable way to write about breasts, Jordana? Yeah, I don't see why not. Okay. So I feel like any time... You gotta, you gotta put them somewhere so they don't get in the way. I don't know. <laughs> I feel like anytime a, a male author writes about breasts, they're opening themselves up to being, you know, showing up on the men writing women subreddit. But this seems mm. uh, unproblematic to me. I mean, he's not. He, what he's writing about is how Quoth sees that situation, which and Quoth is a dude. So, like, to me, it just seems like, yeah, that's like a dude sees a situation and says it like he sees it. Like, that's. Yeah. And totally he's not reasonable. saying like her her pendulous and curvaceous breasts. <laughs> yeah, her nipples pendulous. erect in the morning till, uh, you know. Her... I say, never ever tell a woman her breasts are pendulous. She will probably smack you. <laughs> but like <laughs> the point that Nick is making, I think, is that like, and that you're making, Jordana, is that he's not like object. He, and by he, I mean Rothfuss. Rothfuss is not objectifying pen, uh, Vashet in this moment. He's not like taking a moment to like be a lech about this character's breast she's like putting on her fucking bra in the morning that's it uh the roman thing is called a selfie a strophium i knew it was gonna drive me crazy if i didn't uh remember what it was called what do we think about the conclusion vashet has come to like i i wonder if she would have decided to give him another shot if these two hadn't come to her because i think what drives her crazy like what what is like, she's annoyed that they came and assumed that they knew what she was thinking. And I think that her only way out of that is to not do what either of them thinks she's going to do. Uh, I mean, I don't know that that's necessarily the case with Penthe. Because what did she say that Penthe came to tell her she, about? She says, both of them irritated me. Penthe came to speak on your behalf, even though she didn't know what you had done. And Carceret said, great, I'm glad you finally seen sense and you're going to kill him. Well, I mean, like, Penthe's assumption is far more accurate and vague than Carceret's. Like, Carceret thinks that, like, she knows what's going to happen next and it ain't good for Quoth. But Penthe just knows that, that she's upset, which is true. Well, right. I, I, I also think they have the... both, I, if I may, I think that they've both come to like incorrect conclusions because they both come to to beg for Quoth in one way or another based on their own assumption about like what the reason for the slap was. Like Carceret's like, oh, good, you're not going to, the kid gloves are off. You're going to start beating him. And Penthe's like, oh, you know, I don't know what he did, but he couldn't possibly have meant it. He's okay. And both of them are like making this, making this assumption about his nature without understanding what caused the, the reaction. And so maybe that is kind of what Vashit is getting to. Like, you know, I, you're a puzzle. I didn't understand you. And I lashed out and breaking a puzzle, as she says, which is, this is a really nice metaphor. Breaking a puzzle uh, is not of the Lethani because they cannot solve it. Someone who, yeah, this is it. Someone who let breaks a puzzle because they cannot solve it has left the Lethani. I'm not such a one. So neither Penthe nor Carceret understand the puzzle that Vashet is is undertaking here. And both of them sort of like assume, I don't know, a simpler version of it. Oh, you know, he's not that bad. You think he's bad. Oh, you're finally treating him like the dog that he is. And neither of them really know. It's so maybe that's what irritates her. 
I maybe I don't know. I don't know if that's what irritates her, but I do think you raise an interesting idea that like if she's thinking, oh, neither of them really get what it's about. Well, then maybe neither do I, you know, maybe that's what gives her the 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 impetus, because I do. I kind of think that if neither of them had shown up, she might have just killed him. She might have. I kind of think so, too. I think I do not think that. No, I, I'm sorry, Jordan. I, I'm here with Jeremy. I think that she needed, and like this is this resonates with me as as verisimilitudinous because sometimes you need to bounce, right? Sometimes you need like to get your thoughts out and bounce off somebody, and sometimes you need to just like get a reality check. And this strikes me as one of those moments where she's like in a mood, she's emotional and responsive, and she needs to kind of get centered. And as you say, Jeremy, she needs to be reminded that like they don't get it, maybe I don't get it either. And- and at the very least, she needs like she needs to hear another perspective to clarify her own perspective. Because yeah, I think the, you know, the we, final thing she says, "I am not such a one," is telling to me like mm-hmm. Penthe and Carceret are both like of a type, I guess, both headstrong in their way. Uh, and Vasha goes, "I'm not like them." Mm-hmm. Well, and when she says that they both irritated her, she also says. Penthe is not entirely a fool, meaning that like Penthe had a point and Carceret was acting irrationally out of anger like a man, which I don't want to be like. So I think she did end up, you know, because she didn't decide to kill Clint, she did kind of end up agreeing with Penthe more than she agreed with Carceret. And I think that, I think that Vachet, you know, probably doesn't dislike Carceret the way that Clint does, but I think that she does find Carceret's bigotry a little distasteful i would uh i would like to take this moment to make my argument by all uh, means which is for that uh vachet uh would not have killed quoth um if they hadn't come to visit and uh i cite that um she values her opinion more than either of theirs and i think that she already had formed her opinion and the reason that she's that like she's frustrated by them being there is that like they think that they can affect her opinion and she's already made up her mind and she doesn't want them trying to like push whatever they're thinking on her because she's already made up that choice. She doesn't need their opinion. She's got her own. And she made that opinion. I think um, like last night after Quoth played music. Very fair. I think that's possible, but, I like the the I think I always lean towards the more sinister storytelling choice. And I do like the idea that both came a hair's breadth from dying. Now, there's a very interesting exchange on this page that I want to talk about. Uh-huh. Quoth says, I am glad I would not have enjoyed leaving Hert. Bashit oh, raised yeah. an eyebrow at that. I dare say you would not. That's very interesting. Dead. Well, that's I the think thing. they're both Quoth implying goes... murder about the other person. Yeah, Quoth goes, I would not have enjoyed killing you and like presumably anyone else who tried to stop me. And she she like hears that, right? She hears the unspoken part because he's, she says, I dare say you would not. And like you'd think that someone who like expected to be executed wouldn't say that. They would just say like, oof, I'm glad I wasn't being executed. So Vashet like kind of hears the implied threat, I think, or the implied like, I don't know, braggadocio. And this is another moment where I'm like, oh, Quoth, just like stop being such a drama queen for a minute. Like Quoth has to kind of say this, this thing with great import, like, ah, yes, I would not have enjoyed 
leaving hair instead of oh. just being like oh, you know yeah. contrite and quiet and letting it sit he has to kind of express like i i think i would have had a fighting chance and she goes oh really do you think you would have had a fighting chance that's oh, very interesting i don't i don't think that uh that's how i read the scene <laughs> well all reads are valid because i think i think he is i think you're right that he's saying you know the what he is saying to himself is i would not have enjoyed having to try and murder you and I think what she, I don't think that's what she hears. I, because I, I think if she did recognize that he was basically confessing to having uh, plotted to murder her, then she would reach out and snap his neck like a chicken, because that would have proved that would have solved the puzzle of him. Like, oh, he's the kind of person who would have assassinated me rather than like, you know, do the right thing. Then he can't ever leave here alive i think that's the conclusion she would come to so i think that she can't have understood that to be his meaning and i think she, the reason she raises her eyebrows because she's like like oh you think we would have let you leave <laughs> like come on guy you know better than that hmm. yeah i think it's interesting what we've just touched on jeremy which is that we've all kind of agreed that quoth was prepared to assassinate her uh which would have in fact proved that he should have been executed and like She's not wrong, maybe, because he was preparing for this worst case scenario. <laughs> but you know what? I think he's right to be prepared. <laughs> Look, I'm not saying it's wrong. I'm just saying uh, that sometimes the less than charitable reads about Quoth's character are not entirely unsupported by the text. Here's the thing. To me, the idea that he was prepared to do whatever it takes to leave your life is a, is speaks well of his character rather than badly. Yeah, I don't, I don't disagree. I just, you know, he's a complicated fellow, and that's why this book is so rich. That's right. That's right. I think that it's also kind of telling and, like, is a bit of a... Actually, it's throwing him a bone a little bit, or, like, kind of doing it his way by his being like, oh, I'll teach you how to fight with that cloak. Like, it's not capitulating and going, okay, we'll dedicate... We'll switch to swordplay. But it is kind of like, okay, this is this is a you thing. I'm now going to switch tacks a little bit and start kind of training you in your own special way. You know, I, I just, it feels like a bit of a mindful change that she's now teaching him like cloak and sword instead of just sword. Mm-hmm. I do appreciate that. I feel like we don't ever see enough like cloak and sword in, in fiction. I'm always gratified to see that. And I do think it's interesting that, uh, she comments on it being fine, strong, and durable, but doesn't note anything unusual about it, which tells me that either there is a glamour on it such that n- people don't see that cloak as, out of the ordinary unless Quoth wants them to, or that shades are not uncommon things in a Demera. Personally, I take the first. Well, I think there's a third thing, which is that Vashet notices that it's unusual but doesn't comment on it. I'm inclined to think the first thing, that like it seems mundane if you're not looking closely at it. And I take that as red, but I certainly don't think that shades are common in a Demra. But on the other hand, we've already posited that they might be descended from Faye. So maybe there is a little more magic floating around here than, than otherwise. Cause when he shows up in the, in the bar uh, after he's come out of Flurian's realm, it's like fluttering in an invisible breeze when he walks into the bar and people go like, Oh my God, look at that. So that's true. But then he wanted it to flutter in the breeze. Did he? He doesn't make it. He doesn't say anything about that. He just no. Says, but you know, you know, he wanted. Well, it to yeah. I mean, in the that's breeze. the thing. If it's responding to him subconsciously, then yes. And I think so. 
Which again, who who amongst us does not want a cloak that subconsciously flutters when we want it to? I I can't think of anybody. It really is a perfect magic item. That is that is correct. <laughs> Jordana, do you have any thoughts on the subject of the shade? I I think it has a glamour on it that makes it look regular to people. Um, until unless Quoth until, wants it to not. Yeah, until Quoth wants to, and like I feel like it's like um, like it's like somewhat invisibility sort of uh qualities like the 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 stealth the high stealth qualities of the quote of the cloak only uh really take effect when like he draws it around himself like if he's wearing it loose i don't think uh i don't think you get the stealth bonus <laughs> an interesting reading on the vancy and magic properties of the cloak I'm sure there's a there's like a passive stealth bonus, but it's you know minor, and then you have to take a, an action to uh, to actually use it to hide. Mm. I'm sure someone somewhere has roughed out the stat block for the shade. Let's hope so. Readers, listeners, tell us if you are aware of a stat block in any RPG system for the shade. And if you want to send us a letter, you can do it by writing to pageofthewind at gmail uh, pro tip, the shorter your letter, the better chance it has of getting read. Not that we don't like long letters, but it's just a bit harder to fit in the longer letters. So, Especially when, I have a, when we have a 19-minute episode like this one. Exactly, which is why I'm skipping letters today. So short and sweet, we'll get you on the air. You can be on the air on tomorrow's page. Uh, the Wind. Wind.